0: From deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the best of the outdoors. Podcast brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin vaughn Warnke. The hostess with the most is so excited to have you guys back on this show. Man, I get pumped up every time I turn on this microphone and fire up my phone line to talk to somebody about the great outdoors in Texas and beyond. And I, it's just such a pleasure to be able to share this medium with you through podcasting. And uh, so, thank you guys so much for listening, as always, and thank you for also checking fishgame.com for giving our podcast a five-star rating for uh telling a friend about the show and uh, all that other fun stuff because we love you guys we love to do new things on this show and have some past guests on as well and today we're having rick ward the urban air gunner from Air Force Air Guns, as well as um, his fame from uh, uh, American Air Gunner, uh, the TV show that is on the Pursuit channel on a regular basis. Man, uh, Rick is just a great guy, I've had Rick, I've had Eric Henderson, I've had um, you know a couple of other guys from the Air Force realm on the show over the years, and just I, just, I love air guns guys, and we'll talk about this in the show all the benefits and features of where you can shoot air guns, where you can't shoot firearms, you know, how you can have fun plinking in the backyard up to hunting big game animals with air guns. So uh, this show goes a little longer than my usual, you know, hour to 45 minutes to an hour format. So this is about an hour and a half show that I recorded uh, with Rick. But man, we get to talking about all kinds of other things besides just air guns and hunting and uh, just outdoor industry stuff, uh, outdoor world uh, things and, uh, you know, things that affect us all really uh that uh, that live this this thing we call life and um i'm just happy to share this with you guys we had a blast doing this and i think you guys are really gonna enjoy it so without further ado here is my interview with rick ward here we go joining me on the phone mr rick ward the urban air gunner how are you doing this evening rick i am doing absolutely fine Dustin. So. absolutely man every day that you wake up is a blessing that's right that's right And uh, basically what I wanted to do with you is, is talk about something outside of the state of Texas for once that basically uh, is reflecting on your love of air guns and my love of air guns and all the guys in Texas here that love air guns as well. That can appreciate it and people outside of the state as well. But Georgia is allowing air guns for deer season now, correct? For rifle season, correct? Absolutely, man. And I, I tell you, it's been a long
1: time coming. I, uh, I, I wish that, uh, you know, it's not a single handed uh, type deal. I mean, I didn't do this all on my own. Sure. Um, man, I started asking a lot of questions and knocking on a lot of doors and, you know, had to put up with a lot of BS, if you will. <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, uh, red tape. <laughs> because,
1: you know, I, I guess because of my passion and moving so, so much, for, you know, so hard forward in this deal that, you know, I finally got a bunch of manufacturers involved, which, you know, the manufacturers have been trying to legalize, you know, or, or try to get uh, air gun hunting big game legal in all 50 states. Sure. And um, it's it's been quite an ordeal, and there's still a long, long way to go. But uh, more and more states are, are following suit, and um, I thought we were going to have it uh, passed last year. And we didn't have any opposition at all last year and, and uh they attached it to a it was kind of a last minute deal, if you will. Um they attached it to a baiting bill up in North Georgia and um it got shot down. Well there was nothing that we could do because we had to have a vehicle to you know, to put the bill attach it to that late in the in the sessions. But sure. um uh, because of the manufacturers and the lobbyists that uh, the manufacturers have got and the association, they've got an Airgun Sporting Association, the ASA.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, Mitch King is heading that up. And, and I'll tell you, they uh, the lobbyists that we had up here was just, yeah, it was just great. You know, I went and demoed air guns to lawmakers and, you know, just shot hundreds of rounds and let, or let them shoot hundreds of rounds and, all different types of guns, and um, finally this year, man, it it went through, so Uh, we're pretty excited about it.
0: That's great news, and you know, the one thing kind of at the last minute last year's season of 2018, it was legalized here in Texas during rifle season, but it was like the end of August, and our our, uh, fiscal year, I I imagine like a lot of fiscal years start over in September, and uh, that's when that's when they finally passed it right there at the at the end you know, the you know the nitty gritty if you will <laughs> you know and they made it legal yeah. during but of course they have recommendations in Texas for for air gun calibers and stuff and and rules and, and regulations in that regard but just to be able to have the the freedom to hunt with uh, an Air Force Texan or any other big bore air gun um, out there, you know, is just is great. And you and I both shoot Air Force stuff. Um, and and, uh, and we, we, we also talk about other brands and stuff like that as well. But um, tell us a little bit about your experience with what you're preparing to do for deer season uh, in Georgia. Well, um, you know, our bow season just started last weekend, and it's right. still hotter than,
1: you know, it's just hot. <laughs> And, um, so, July. it's
0: hot on the 4th of July.
1: Our, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it really is. So, uh, we, uh, we're getting ready to, to, uh, launch our, our deer hunting season actually for air guns gets to start during muzzleloader season or primitive weapon. Oh, cool. Uh, we tried to get them to let us do it during bow season, Yeah, but they, they, we took what we could get. So right. we're starting during muzzleloader. Which is on uh, October the 12th. Oh, cool. And um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be the first guy to kill a deer in the state of Georgia with an air rifle because, as you well know, I have a very busy uh, rodeo schedule yes. and that um, is winding down, oddly enough, this year because I've got so many uh, filming trips and hunting trips uh, lined up uh, for Air Force that, um, you know, I just didn't book a lot of rodeos knowing what what i was going to be getting into so anyways we're we're going to the 12th is going to be our first um uh year first uh day to be able to hunt with big bore air rifles and in the state of georgia they passed it i believe it was a 30 caliber and up which you know i know it's going to make a lot of air gunners mad out there but i didn't recommend you know 30 caliber i recommended 35 and up but i think there's some other manufacturers out there that um, you know, they wanted it, they wanted it to be a level playing field and they studied, you know, they, they studied foot pounds of energy and, you know, velocities. And I mean, they looked at everything and, um, so to, to kind of make it a fair across the, across the spectrum there that they made it where people can, um, you know, if they got a 30 caliber air rifle, then by all means, I, I think you can hunt with that. And, uh, and again, it all comes down to the ethics, you know, and, and knowing what your gun can do, obviously. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we, right. we worked at Deer Camp all this past weekend, getting our final uh, mixture of food plots put out. Um, one of the guys is out putting cameras up today. He was out finishing up some bush hogging on some trails, and so we're we're pretty excited about it. Uh, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be an epic hunting season. And I mean, I've killed deer with, with big bore air rifles before, but I've had to travel from, you know, to like Alabama sure, or Florida. States, or, right. You know, just a state that would allow you to hunt. Now I can step out on the back porch of my, uh, <laughs> my air gun lodge
0: here. <laughs> Your and air gun lodge. Let it rip, you know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I just love the my way we. Yeah, when we first started talking about all this stuff, you know, you and I were talking about the you know, the fact that what air guns, you know, the perception is they're little pellet rifles and what's happened now is this ain't your grandfather's bb gun anymore and I mean, this is a PCP, you know, pneumatic, pre pneumatic charged, I mean, just power that's just harnessed by the power of air, compressed air, not, uh, you know, just people that, that don't know a lot about this, not um, CO2. We're talking about just straight up air like you get in a scuba tank and, uh, you know, compressed into a tank in the gun and basically shot out and in, in charges. And basically, um, you know, it's just it's just amazing the amount of power you can compare something like an air gun to a muzzle loader. And I think that's one reason why they they chose for muzzle loader season, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Similar you know, energies, thing about right?
0: It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Similar similar energies yeah, I, is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, you know, I mean, if we go all the way back, I mean, let's go back to the fifteen hundreds. Um, let's go back to 1780. You know when the Giardoni was made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, uh, people that don't understand uh, the pre-charged pneumatic, I want to, I want to encourage them to um, look at the uh, look at the Giardoni air rifle that Meriwether Lewis uh, carried uh, with the core discoveries. Um, I don't know how it got into the United States, there's some speculation. I mean, if you Google it, and I'm sure some of the people are going to Google it as soon as I say this, but, um, there was some speculation that he bought that, uh, at Harper's ferry or what would be Harper's ferry, Virginia at that time. Um, or later became Harper's ferry, but he bought it from a government, uh, auction or a sale. Okay. he bought it from the armory and, um, you know, I mean, that thing could shoot a forty-six caliber round ball through a pine board that's one inch thick or better at a hundred yards. I mean, the power for that day and age, and those were aired up to eight hundred psi,
0: and what we're shooting Holy. today is three thousand and up. Yeah, you yeah, know, that was a lot of psi for back then, Rick. I mean, eight hundred psi—it really was for, for that. It, it really was, time. and. and, and and you know that, um, you know, Napoleon
1: was totally petrified of of the air rifle. In fact, that's why there's only a handful of girodonies in existence, is because uh, the Austrian Army actually had uh, and fought with air rifles. And um, so the uh, when Napoleon would capture those air rifles, the, the people were killed immediately and the rifles were destroyed. So wow. there's not a lot of them around but, you know, had they have had these Giardoni air rifles during the Civil War, you know, things might have been a little different. A little
0: bit different, yeah. But, I was thinking uh, about that, too. I didn't even think about uh, that being the same yeah. time, yeah. So,
1: you know, I mean, the thing about air rifles, they yes, they are very powerful, You whether you shoot a round ball. Um, you know, I guess probably, well, I don't know how many years ago, when I was a kid growing up, I mean, all I knew was the round ball, and conical bullets were still kind of, a, uh, you know, they used them, uh, in muzzle loaders, but you just didn't see a whole lot of them available. You know, they would kind of pre packaged or waxed or oiled. And, you know, me and my dad always just shove a round ball down there and pack it real good and go out and shoot it, you know, but, um, so the conical bullet is, is really come a long, long way. And, and they've done so much research, um, with air rifles and using the different, uh, uh, strength, of lead and, you know, the, uh, the brinell hardness of the lead, right. Um, you know, they have really made leaps and bounds. In fact, uh, Air Force just came out with a new valve uh, for their air rifle. So I've got a suppressed 45 caliber, which is the Texan SS and, um, I really the other day I just put the tank on there and I went out and sighted it in at 100 yards and with a 280 grain hollow point I was just ringing basically the same hole. Oh wow, um, that's great. You know, making yeah, I mean it was almost sub MOA. I, I was really blown away at how well that thing really shoots in three shots and um, and you could see it hitting the background, um, the berm in the back almost level. Uh, at 200 yards, it was almost level, uh, of what I was, you know, at the target I was shooting at wow. at the gun range. I mean, I just kept watching the dirt kick up and the guy next to me is like, yeah, what are you shooting? What, like, is, what that is that
0: thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get those ones yeah. at the range like, too, man. They're me? like, what on earth and is he's, that? He's been? looking
1: through his scope at, at my target and, and, uh, he was just blown away at how accurate that thing is. Yeah. And, um, so really that, that new valve that I've got on there, it just took a four hundred foot pound gun and made it a five hundred foot pound gun. Mm. And um the Texans like the regular Texans that, that we have, um, you know, that that valve made that gun a six hundred foot pound gun. I mean mm-hmm. you got another hundred foot pounds of energy, you know, depending obviously depending on what your uh what weight of bullets you're shooting and that kind of stuff. And I never I really never shoot a heavy enough pill to, to make it you know that much. You don't need that much foot pounds of energy to kill a deer at a hundred yards. Right, I mean, right. um, I, I typically, I, I think what I'm shooting, uh, the deer that I've killed in the past, I've used a 330 grain bullet. And I, I don't remember the, the speeds that it was traveling at. I mean, it, you know, I'm getting old, and my memory's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> don't start but, you know, that somewhere, old stuff. <laughs> somewhere in my pile of junk in my my cave up here, I, I do have some notes. I just don't okay. know where they were at. Okay.
0: Not very good show prep on my <laughs> That's okay, man. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not busting you on that. No, I just I was thinking. You know, Chester Moore, our editor in chief, uh, who you met before, Rick. Um, has, uh, you know, we come by the air force booth, every shot show. And then I always come by every NRA show that I can make it. And, um, you know, Chester was really intrigued with how air guns would work and, and, and he's got a hog problem in orange, orange Texas and his, uh, Southeast Texas town or uh, East Texas going far East towards Louisiana. Um, and he basically had the experience with, I sent him my Texan through, through the UPS or the mail, I forget how I sent it, but, uh, I sent it to him and I sent him some ammunition into the box and basically, uh, had him put it all together and shoot, um, his, his first, uh, beer can or whatever it was, you know, Rockstar Energy can at 50 yards and he just got hooked on it. I wasn't even there. You know, him and I live five hours away from <laughs> each other. So I told, I kind of gave right. him some pointers of what to do, sent him the ammunition and everything like that. He kills a hog two weeks later and is hooked. I mean, it does not take long to get a single shot air gun like the Air Force Texan and get somebody just stoked. Because it's quiet, uh, especially the SS models are, you know, super silent, um, you know, suppressed and uh, integrally suppressed. You don't need a tax stamp to own a suppressor on them. Um, you don't need, a, a, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, firearms laws to, to, to re- relegate you not or regulate you not be able to own one. Because uh, they're not a firearm and i mean i've talked about air guns uh, a lot on this podcast but basically it's because i really believe that they've come so far in so short amount of time and the and technology is getting even better you know and i know that's something you agree with too absolutely
1: you know i've i've got a friend of mine out on the west coast his name's cedric uh his his youtube channel is too fast for you and uh, <laughs> i love that but uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's a great dude, man. But let me tell you, he just made a he just did a build on one based on the Air Force Texan, and it's a it's a three thirty eight Lapua. Oh my god! And he's he's shooting apples and oranges at three hundred yards god. of that thing. I mean, oh, the man. guy. Oh my word! I, I'm just you know the thing is these guns. You know, if that's all I did. Was yeah. carrying an air rifle around. I mean, I would. I. I I'm a crappy shot. I'm not going to lie to anybody. But uh, you know, I mean, Cedric is out there shooting every week and practicing. And I mean, he's built the gun that's going to stand the test of time. And it all came off the uh, the Air Force, you know, build. Right. I mean, uh, Air Force builds great guns. And and the owner John told me one time when I first um, got involved with Air Force. Uh, many years ago that that was the most modified, uh, air gun in the industry. Um, oh, okay. As far like as AR-50, platform. Yeah, mean, AR-50, it's nothing, modular. Nothing you yeah. get for
0: it. Yeah. I was just saying it's basically a, a platform that people have built guns off of like a Mauser or a, or a Mosin or whatever. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And, or um, yeah. you know, I, I've had a lot of people offer, you know, I mean, there's, there's people out there that, um, have have approached me at Shot Show, and and there's really really great folks out there that have offered all these these mods for these guns, and and sometimes it's kind of tempting, because let's face it, America was built on speed. <laughs> Everybody wants something to go fast. Fast, yeah. And um, you know, if, if you ain't first, you last, freaking bottom. That's right
0: sorry. I, that's I good. That's that good. Out, that's, that's welcome. Here, that's welcome. Yeah, that's fine. You're, you're Georgia boys. Welcome but, uh, to Texas anytime, buddy. You know that? <laughs> so. yeah. um, but, but the thing, what I'm,
1: what I'm trying to get at is that I've always been the guy that, you know, here's my take on the whole thing. If you work your tail off and you're, you got a family and you're paying bills and you're trying to save you know, little money, try to sock a little bit here and rat hole some there. And you want to buy a a gun, an air gun, you don't want to have to put a bunch of money into it to make it shoot. Yeah. And unfortunately there are so many guns out on the market that you have to do that with. And, um, you know, I mean, Air Force saw what I was doing and I was just that guy that was doing stuff right out of the box. I mean, and that's kind of been the, the driving force, I guess people, You know, they look at what I'm doing, and I'm not modifying my gun, and I'm taking game at, you know, crazy yardages and, you know, up close, long ways off. And and it's just something that I try to tell people that this is right out of the box. Right. If you spend the time with your gun, the most important piece of gear that you can buy as an air gunner is a chronograph Mm -hmm. and a range finder. You know, I mean, that's, that's the biggest investment in in my opinion, that once you get all your stuff and you start shooting, regardless of how big, if, whether it's a big bore, small bore, if you'll get a chronograph, you can tune your gun, uh, to be the most accurate gun. You can find out where it likes because just because it says 3000 PSI on the side of it doesn't mean you have to fill it to 3000. Yeah. Um, I've shot plenty of guns at 2,500 that were just deadly, Yeah, you know, and shot really flat. So, um, but there, there's just so many things, but that's kind of where air force came in and saw what I was doing. And they were like, Hey man, would you like to talk about our guns on a public forum? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, That's cool. That relationship's been going on for for quite some time now and I'm I'm grateful for their uh, their friendship and their, you know, putting up with me. So.
0: No, it's cool. And, and I mean the thing is like for instance right now I'm I'm uh shooting uh I'm I'm testing out uh, for hot, a Hotsan um air rifle. Uh 25 caliber and, and it's it's a really good sleek looking gun Turkish walnut. I mean it's really nice. I'll post some pictures of it once I get the review up on fishgame.com, but I mean it, you know the innovations are just these things are are just so slick and even to go primitive in the airgun world. I'm outside in my backyard like I like to do stuff like that in my backyard like you do Rick um, and I basically got out my my old 1960 1970s uh, model Winchester uh, 177 caliber Springer pellet gun and and uh, right. You know, I'm like, duh. My son's 10 years old. I mean, he needs to really get good with this thing and iron sights. And he's a left hand shooter. And uh, I'm I'm taking him out, you know, after school or or on the weekends and stuff when he wants he's tired of playing video games or whatever. We'll go out there and uh, and just plink. And I mean, it's just it's cheap. I mean, he was like, oh, don't spill any of those pellets. I'm like, son, they're they're cheap. I mean, is this like you know 22 rounds or something like that that might go scarce one day? It's just it's just lead. You know, And, and it's, right. it's so inexpensive to shoot And so inexpensive And then we have two guns Two mm-hmm. air guns that are um, uh, What do you call it uh, Full size replicas Of, of a, a SIG 229 And then a, a Taurus revolver a Smith & Wesson full size revolver Well, he's, He shoots BB's out of the revolvers And 177 caliber Out of um, pellets Out of the, the, the semi-automatic handgun mm-hmm. And holy smokes He's getting really good with that thing And I mean, but that's, that's some air gun stuff that you can do in your backyard. You don't have to go to a gun range. You get to practice the fundamentals and all these other things that you can do. Um, You know, Umarex and and other companies like that start making these, uh, these, these replica style handguns that have, that that shoot BBs and pellets and basically don't, uh, I think they call it fire and air, which basically is a firearm representative of a firearm, but it's really an air gun. And I just think that's cool absolutely man i i've actually got some of the MRX guns
1: um you know the colt uh yeah
0: yeah you know what i'm talking the about colt peacemaker the colt peacemaker and, you know, i've got one like the colt peacemaker. Army. yeah it's it's a yeah, and style gun, but yeah i've
1: got the commander the commander 45 it's just a boy i love that that co2 gun and oh, yeah. and they've got you know the winchester model 94 i i really need to to probably get my hands on one of those i i actually have a uh, know a couple people over there humorex and yeah, I do too. Uh, you know from my tenure uh with American air Gunner, but you know it's uh there it is you're right it's you know going out there it's it's not all about hunting sometimes it's just taking the kids out in the yard and just letting them shoot. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that you could buy at the dollar store like a deck of cards and and clothes pins and and let them you know go out there and try to shoot the hard out or the the club yeah. or whatever i mean just make up games it's it's so much fun just just shooting
0: air guns period well, and one of the things that I'm really big about is splatter targets. I love splatter burst targets. I always have. Uh, Birchwood Casty, I think, initially came out with the Dirty Birds and then the the other ones. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, Rick. You know, the spl- the ones that splatter when you hit them. And they show the point of impact. Well, sure. I, I've been doing that with the air gun targets lately, just just regular paper targets that are that are reactive like that, that have the splatter, uh, splatter burst on them. And uh, we've been making, you know, a game out of basically can you make a headshot on this torso, you know, or can you... Can you uh, hit the bullseye in the middle of the chest or whatever the case may be with a handgun or the rifle or whatever? And just, you know, just using a silhouette target and then the targets that are around the silhouette of the head, you know, basically, and making a game. And I even had a friend of mine, Michael, uh, came over the other day. and, uh, he, he's not, he's not really a big gun guy. He's, he's, he's got a 308 and a uh, you know, uh, uh, uh powder burner, <laughs> uh, 308 Winchester rifle. But basically he, um, he's just, he doesn't shoot a whole lot. And I got him in front of that gun and my, my, uh, Uh, or behind the gun, I should say, uh, my, my son and myself both, both got him behind the gun and and we took turns shooting revolvers and handguns and, and, uh, and rifles. And it was the best time. I mean, it was, it was guy time. It was man bonding, you know, male bonding as they call it. And it was just, it was all of their guns. And I just, I loved it. I absolutely just cherished those moments outside, you know?
1: Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, um. When my kids were little, uh, we we shot BB guns. I mean I've I've got so many uh guns uh laying around that are just like daisies and red riders right. and the grizzlies and um I've even got my dad's old uh Benjamin uh air rifle from when he was a kid. Cool. And of course just, you know, to kinda of, I guess back in the you know, back in the 50s i mean you know of course that family my grandpa was a preacher so i know they didn't have much money but <laughs> i've got the box that came in that and they gave oh, it to cool. my dad and his brother to share as a present it's got oh, both of their names written on the oh, box wow. mike and steve
0: that's so cool and um
1: yeah it's it's awesome and uh every now and then i'll get that thing out and i'll pump her up 10 times and you know crack off a shot off the off the top of my uh, staircase over here and and uh just kinda when I say my air lodge it's it's kinda funny because I really don't know what to call it. I mean it's a man cave, it's a <laughs> air lodge I mean, it's a, I it's a it. paradise up here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be, but um the thing is I've got this deck that I walk out on. It's so it's over my garage. And so at fifty yards um I've got a bunch of popper targets set up out there and so I could sit up along the banister Rail sure. and I can, if I want to shoot squirrels, I can shoot squirrels all day, but then I can go ahead and, you know, shoot those popper targets. Cause if I'm up here working on a gun and I've got it bore sided or, or just whatever, I can reach out there, just out the door. And if I hit that target at 50 yards, you know, I can go fine tune it later on. But, you know, and these are small, you know, 22 caliber type popper target steels that you buy at Walmart or wherever. Wherever your favorite sport sure, of you is, sure. But uh I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's like I I shoot all the time, and it's um it's just something that I absolutely love doing. But when the kids were little, I guess I'm kind of chasing rabbits here. But When the kids were little, <laughs> we do that a lot of the We, we would, uh, you know, you could go to the dollar store and you could buy those those little suckers, the little lollipops that come in a. I mean, they're they're dangling. I think there's like. I don't know, like 12 of them on a, on a, they're all kind of taped together. Yeah. And you can Take them out of the package. We would take those things. They're all different colors. And, you know, I took a two by four and drilled a hole in it, just big enough for that lollipop to sit in mm-hmm. there. And you get back, back 10 yards or 10 feet and and you shoot them and they'll kind of sparkle when you, when you hit them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they'd get a kick out of that or they would, uh, like you could get uh, glitter. It's fun. Sometimes sure, it's sure. messy, but it's fun. We need a little <laughs> bit heavier air rifle. Yeah. And uh, my absolute favorite though is they have a stuff. It's not silly string. It's called goofy string. It's at like the Dollar Tree. Okay. I guess Dollar Tree's everywhere now. But, yeah. Yeah. We've got home um, here. Yeah. I usually go in there and buy a flat. You know, I buy a old whole case, pa- of, yeah, case stuff, of them. Yeah. That's at what he's you gonna have a party? I'm. The, you bet I am. <laughs> with my and, air gun. <laughs> so, uh, you go out there and shoot that with an air rifle. Um, I mean, if you get close enough, a BB gun will will pierce that can. Yeah. But, you know, just like the, uh, a break barrel air rifle, 22 caliber or 177. And man, the stuff when that thing goes and that colored foam goes everywhere.
0: That <laughs> I get. I get so giddy. I mean, it just, I'm going to laugh. try that dude. That's too cool. <laughs> Cause I've been buying yeah, my so son the flats of those. Trees, you know? <laughs> I've been shoot, I've been <laughs> buying my son flats of those to get uh just to burn to spray in the backyard, but to shoot, what a great idea. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. You can set them up on just about anything and, and the pressure that, that they're under, I mean, they, they fly up in the air pretty good and shoot a pretty good stream of, Of a silly string out of there. So um you know, I've done videos how many cans will goofy string will uh Air Force you know, yeah. I've seen those I've seen you
0: do some of that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it's just so much fun. I mean I I just that's my all time favorite shooting. That and then the other one now I don't you know, if there's kids listening to this podcast, you know, always check with your parents before you do it. But um Whipped cream, if you'll go to the <laughs> cooler at the Dollar Tree or if you go to wherever your grocery store, you know, get your mom to buy you a dozen cans of that stuff. And you talk about explosive <laughs> fun. I, I mean, love it. It, you can just take one at a time and shoot them. Oh, wow. And you shoot it with a big bore. Shoot it with the, with the 457 45 caliber right. detection. Right. And it will literally roll that can out flat i mean roll it it'll split it from Whoa. The because the pressure that that stuff is under as long as you keep that in the cooler and like take it out of the refrigerator and then go outside immediately and, and shake it up real good and then shoot it man i mean it the pressure that's under that stuff is crazy strong
0: wow it, it's that's a lot awesome funnier. That's so, awesome. But it
1: gets kind of pricey. I mean, it, obviously at the Dollar Tree, it's it's a dollar. It's a dollar, but, but yeah, it's, still
0: it's twelve yeah, bucks. Yeah, but I mean, there's
1: there's small, <laughs> small cans of whipped cream. I like those big fat.
0: you know family (laughs) yeah the family size version Uh, well and the thing is i uh you know we started talking about deer hunting this is a great way to practice without having to go to the range a lot of this you can do in your backyard if you have the fences and the backstops and stuff that where you don't have errant you know flying pellets and stuff all over the place and you know or or shooting you know some some soda cans and beer cans whatever the case may be you know down to the ground um like we do my father-in-law's place yeah i mean fences but he uses a bb gun uh my son practices there but man this is just great practice i mean think about a lot of people that that say recommend shooting a 22 year round to get ready for for rifle season for deer well if shooting an air gun's even yeah. cheaper than that in a lot of cases uh, especially if you have a spring loaded gun like i've got my 177 winchester i talked about earlier it's a, it's a break open spring up uh, springer um, or if you've got something like the talent, you know, the talent P I've got the 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 uh the young, you know, the the short air uh, air rifle pistol. Um kind of I showed that to dude, I had a birthday party for my son Jackson the other day, and one of his friends, dads, came along. And he's now a listener to this podcast, Nate. So if you're out there listening to Nate, uh shout out to you. But I showed him the Talon P and he was like, What on earth is this thing, man? I mean, it just looks so foreign yeah. from any other gun there ever was. And I said, It's a twenty-five caliber air gun and it basically you know she can make several shots off of one fill and basically it shoots compressed air and he never he was just he was a boy scout guy you know he he had a son of boy scouts and stuff and never seen anything like this you know but it was just so cool you know that look at how much fun you could have with this thing you know was his thought. so i kind of thought that was cool absolutely i mean i you know i
1: i show people my air rifles all the time of course You know, being on the road rodeoing like I do, um, I usually carry a, I'll carry a Condor SS with me, or uh, I might even carry my brake barrel. I mean, I've got a Kamita Lynx, which is an Air Force uh, international gun, and and, um, I've got the Kamita V10, which is a multi-shot. But I, you know, I'll carry some form of air rifle with me out on the road, and, you know, people that have never seen them it's like they just can't put it down yeah and um it's a really you know now now 22 ammo is uh is pretty much readily available it's it's finally come back and you could buy it It, it'll never be 99 cents a box no that was the the other point i was gonna make exactly (laughs) (laughs) but uh I try to buy it. I mean, I do. I, I try to buy twenty-two ammo whenever I see it on sale, or um, I'll, I'll buy uh, like cheaper than dirt, or one of these, you know, one of these discount places. They'll have it on sale for well, the academy. I don't know if that's, you know, you might have to edit that. No, that's that. <laughs> and, uh, uh,
0: no, that's that's fine.
1: But I, you know, I go over there and, and they'll have they'll run a sale at dollar ninety nine a box, and and I've seen it for you know, as low as a dollar seventy-five, but, um, I'll buy that and just put it in storage for, you know, I don't, I don't go crazy with it, but you know, that, that's how I love shooting rimfire guns. I've done videos on rimfires of my childhood and, um, I, I get great pleasure out of, out of shooting that. So my point to that was that when you get into shooting air rifles, you don't have to go specifically to a range if you're in a backyard of any size and you, you like you said you have the right backstops. Right. Uh you could get a, you can get a twenty two caliber uh Condor SS that is less than eighty eight it's less than eighty eight decibels. Yep. Uh, I mean your car your car door makes more noise when you close it or your screen <laughs> door. Um <laughs> so I never thought of it like that but it, that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but but the cool thing about that is that you can you can stay in practice all the time. So those guys that are out shooting 22s, waiting on deer season, like you said, uh, they can pick up an air rifle, and, you know, once you get over the initial expense of, of getting into PCP rifles, Right, a little expensive, um, but yeah. You can save a ton of money on ammunition because, yes. I mean, you buy a tin of pellets, I buy mine, um, you know, I, I get a really good deal through uh, JSB, and um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I usually buy bulk. Yeah. And and at one point in my life, which I'm not doing that anymore, but, I mean, I would go out and literally shoot a can a day, which is, you know, 150 rounds, you know, 200 rounds. And, I mean, I would shoot every day, you know, yeah. and just love shooting air guns. And I love hunting with air guns because of the challenge. I mean, I mean, that's, uh, you know, people, people tell me all the time, well, I don't get to hunt or I don't like to hunt. I don't want to kill stuff. You don't have to kill stuff. You can go out and kill lollipops and whipped cream
0: and things like that and get as much enjoyment out of it. Goofy stream. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah.
1: But those, you know, those uh, some of that stuff like those those peeps that that's a waste of time. Peeps don't shoot good, you know. Okay, Easter, that's but, good to know. Um, you know yeah, so I don't think anything can kill a peep.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Peeps are like nuclear so, active and stuff. They're pretty cool. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But you know, as far as deer hunting goes, I mean, my family we we love deer meat and we eat deer meat. Uh, in fact, my kids got me a meat grinder last year for my birthday. Um, I've been using my neighbor's meat grinder and uh, but we clean all of our own deer and oh. uh, because really, uh, you know processing meat uh, paying somebody to process it anymore. I mean it's, it's 75, eighty five bucks to get a deer
0: processed. Oh, at least. And
1: that kind of defeats the purpose, yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose of saving money on, on deer hunting. So it's just basic. Um, we make a, that's, not, that's just burger. Yeah. Steak, we make our know? own hamburger. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I could buy a lot of beef for 75 bucks, right, 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 right. You know, yeah. so, so I try to kill, I mean, the great thing about Georgia, we get, we get 12 deer a year. So we can get two bucks and 10 doe, or we can get 12 does. So, yeah. um, uh, I really, I've never limited out on deer because obviously I, I, you know, have a full-time job and the rodeo thing too. So, uh, that, you know, but I kill typically will kill five or six deer a year and process them myself. And, um, I bought a, uh, I bought a vacuum sealer, and that was the, the that was a great investment because um, oh, yeah. I can, I've got deer meat down there now that I can go pull out and thaw it out, and it looks like I just put it in there yesterday. Yep. You know. That's cool. So uh, we eat a lot of deer meat. Uh, we yeah, cook, we do too. Cut the back straps up, and I, I thought about doing maybe a recipe thing, and um, and I'm I'm hoping that uh, this year during deer season we're going to do some video. Uh, stuff out at our deer camp. We got a really cool deer camp, and I'm going to do some Dutch oven cooking and cool. and uh, cook some cook some deer meat, and some different casseroles um in the Dutch ovens. We're going to film it, and um, so I'm I don't know. I, I mean, in my mind, I see how I want it to come out. Well, <laughs> my my viewers will have to hold their breath, <laughs> cause I, you know, until I can get it out there. But no, uh, you make some great videos. Uh, guess, That'll be good? Yeah. Well. I, I just bought a GoPro the other day and, um, I've been wanting one for a long time and it's got this mode on there. It's like, um, it's like a hyper speed, uh, time-lapse. Mm-hmm. And so while we were cleaning the deer camp, I set it up and it, I went back and watched the footage last night. It was, it was really cool, man. That's it's awesome. just like, everybody's kind of moving around tractors moving in and out. And, cool. um, so I, that's going to be so much fun because we've got people like air force is coming down to hunt with me this year cool. um iraq veteran eighty eight eighty eight 88 yeah, like a huge gun channel oh yeah um i actually got him converted into air
0: gunning yeah. um he i know i remember that really felt yeah. yeah he fell in love with air guns and he, that's um, eric right eric and chad right am i saying that right yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Eric guys. and Chad, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, guys. Uh, they're a part of our deer camp. And, in fact, Eric is out at deer camp right now, and cool. he's been texting me this whole time. Um, he he went and finished up a bunch of bush hogging out there today and cool. put some game cameras up so and some feeders. But, I, you know, the thing is, we've got guys coming. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be a name dropper, but, like, I've got friends in the industry, as you well do, you know, um, yeah, sure. But some of our industry friends that are gun guys are like calling up, going, "Man, I really would like to kill a deer with an air rifle." Us, you know. So I've got you know some friends from Brownells are coming, and um, sure. some of the guys that I I go treasure hunting with, and. That's another podcast for another time, so I won't go <laughs> too deep into the treasure hunting that's thing. That's
0: fine. But- Let's talk about treasure hunting on this podcast. Yeah, that, No, that's cool. That's cool. That's really cool. It's just you and I have yeah. uh, both both have so many different, you know, you do the rodeo and the air gun and the hunting and all that. I, I do, you know, this podcast and, you know, my own video stuff and my own YouTube channel and, and uh, the writing and the publishing and everything with the magazine. I mean, you and I both have our fingers in a lot of pies, man, <laughs> for sure. We, so. we really do we really do and i somebody
1: asked me the other day when do i find time to sleep and i told them i said usually when i'm behind the wheel is about the only time i can get anything done yeah. you know but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah i stay on the road quite a bit but you know what i mean all in all it's it's a good life we're we've been blessed and um you know air gunning has just been a it's been a great great hobby and. And I'll tell you, and, and you know this, and I, I won't go too deep into it, but you know, our oldest son was killed in a tragic car accident yes. last year. He, uh he was twenty twenty-three years old, and um, he uh, was a rodeo cowboy. He he rode bareback horses. I mean, of course, you being deep in the heart of Texas, you know about that because that's oh, yeah. where we're from, anyway. We're we're Texans, but sure we just happy to be in Georgia now, but yeah, you know, he was on his way home to see us. And, um, you know, we, we got this phone call that we, we just never wanted any, anybody wants to get. But, sure. Um, so, you know, we lost Matthew, but uh, what I'm getting at is the fact that it had it not been for my outdoor family, keeping me propped up. Yep. Yep. Um, it, it was, you know, the, the people that came to Matthew's funeral were just, It was just amazing to me that the the people and the phone calls and the text messages that, you know, I mean, I had a full schedule of, of hunting and filming and, and just, and I I quit. I mean, I, I shut off, I shut everything down. I, I'm, you know, canceled everything I had and I just wasn't going to go. I wanted to crawl up in a, you know, in a hole somewhere or crawl under a rock and and hide and, and grieve and, but it had it not been for, for my friends, uh, you included, sure. uh, you know, just the prayers and, and, you know, when they called air force called and said, look, you know, we, we know what's going on. You don't have to, you know, we're not holding you to the fire to do any of the things that we, you know, and they lost money. I mean, these people lost money on canceling these, these gigs. Right, right. And, um, you know, my wife was like, you really need to go out to to Texas to the SHOT Show and or to the uh, NRA, show NRA show
0: because yeah. you need to
1: go. Yeah. And and I'm just like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm going to be crying. And, you know, and, and, and even Yvette was like, you know what, if somebody says one word to you about crying, she goes, I'll go beat him up
0: myself yep. because most people don't know what's going on. Yvette is really good. So lo and behold, yeah, for sure, yeah. What's that? She, Yvette's a very strong-willed woman. That's what I have always liked about her. You know, she was like you. Yeah, dude, you tell yeah, him to come talk absolutely. to me, but man, that, I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, just any dad. I mean, imagine going through that with his son. I mean, an adult son of that too. I mean, man, my heart just broke for you when all that happened. It still does, but I mean, it was really. Yeah. I mean, I really felt for you. You know. So. Yeah it's it's been a tough it's you know
1: there's no you know I, I've heard remarks from not outdoor industry people, but just people that are ignorant, like, you know, they'd go, well, you know, how you doing? And I said, well, you know, each day's a, a an uphill battle. It seems like uh, there's better days. You have, you know, some are better than others. Sure. And and I heard through a friend of mine, somebody was talking about it, and the, and the guy told me, he said, well, old so-and-so said, well, gosh, it's been a year yeah. as if I'm just supposed to flip a switch and be done.
0: You're you still know, wrong, over it. man. That's and, and, and
1: you just it. You don't get over it, and and there's no you know there's nothing written about grieving and no. and something else. I I do want to encourage because there's so many listeners. You have such a huge uh, listener base, which is awesome. Um, the the thing of if you lose somebody, if you lose a son or a daughter, a child, a a, a parent, a loved one, whatever. I want to encourage you to reach out and find a grief counseling, a share, grief share program because not that, it, not that it's going to be the end all or the save all or right. anything else, but the fact that there's other people out there that have lost and then that's what you're grieving about is loss. There's and, and there's people out there that will know they don't know how you feel. Cause that was the first thing out of my mouth. They speak know how I feel, right. sure. of course they don't.
0: That's normal. You know,
1: and they never claim to. They never claim to know how I feel. But they've been through the same issues, the same challenges, the same everything, and and they've they've basically what you're doing at a grief share is learning how to cope with the problems that arise. Say for instance you can be ambushed by grief, uh, grieving or grief.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: um you know, or a memory and you're ambushed you know everything you're driving down there, everything's good you're happy go lucky and then all of a sudden a song comes on the radio and you pull over yeah. and you' you're just you're just crying yeah you know that's being ambushed by grief and so there's there's so much out there that, that people because the reason i'm I'm kind of elaborating on this is because suicide in our country has been so rampant. Yeah, you know it's... I mean people are broken. Yeah. And and you can be fit, you know. I mean people think that, oh, this is you know, I mean, there's no hope for me. I'm 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 at the end of my rope. I'm I'm done and but that's not true. So I, I just want to encourage your listeners to you know, whatever you're going through, um, you know, seek some type of counseling. There's so many great books out there. Sure. Um, you know, including the word of God. <laughs> you know what right, and I make no bones about that, but uh um, sure. yeah, I just I kind of wanted to uh you know put that out there, but had it not been for my outdoor family, sure, when I got to Texas that year, I mean it was so overwhelming to me yep. that there's people, even at shot show last year, yeah, there were people that that i I'm walking down the hall going to a booth. And out of the blue, somebody hollers my name, and I turn around, and it's, it's just one of these great hunters in the outdoor industry comes up and shakes my hand and asks me how I'm doing, Yep. you know, puts his arms around me and says, dude, we've been praying for you. We love you. Everybody out here, the industry loves you. And I'm just like, my
0: gosh, you know. The support uh, each, in this industry is huge. I mean, yeah, it's but, true. I mean, I, I've seen that. are great all. people in outdoors, and I've seen that you know through your eyes, through through what you've experienced too. But other things that outdoorsmen experience, I mean, there's more of a community there than there are in a lot of quote unquote industries. I mean, there's there's that there's that support system there. There's that there's that care. There's that love, and I've always felt that from you and from Air Force and from from all the folks that I know yeah. in the industry. And no matter what I'm going through. I mean, it's like you guys always have my back, and vice versa, you know. Absolutely. So Absolutely.
1: And I think you and I, you and I have kind of been friends for well, I mean, I guess we met maybe almost ten years ago.
0: Yeah, it's been Has a been while that long? it's been a long. It, no, it's uh let's see, twenty eleven. Uh so let's see. Oh yeah, nine years, yeah. So And so, you know, I
1: mean you and I Kind of hit it off. I mean, you were hanging around the booth. I couldn't get rid of you, so <laughs> thought I thought I'd talk to you.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but no, I mean, and, and the thing is, the thing I love about you is that you have always, you know, you're always so personable. You 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 know, you've always made it a point, no matter how big of a hurry you're in. You you might duck into the booth at Shot Show and go, "Hey, sure. I got a meeting right here." But how you doing, Rick? You know, good to see you. I want to come back and talk to you sure. and. You know and and at some point, man, you show up and we're able to sit down and really just you know
0: keep breeze. Breeze yeah, that's and, right you know kind of forget about what's going on, yeah, no it's and I mean this the one thing I'll just say because I know you know we started to, I, the thing that we talked about on the last podcast that my listeners may or may not have heard was about fishing and therapy and and the outdoors and therapy and how the outdoors is a release. I mean, Cal Gonzalez has come on this program many times to talk about he's going through, uh, you know, kidney uh, dialysis. And basically he had a a lady coat on him right next door to where his kidney station was. And they were they were trying to revive her on the floor, you know, right in front of him. And he he couldn't go anywhere because he was hooked up to dialysis. And he said, you know, fishing was what was his release from that was him letting at that go because that was so traumatic for him to be involved in something like that and for me the woods and the water are both like that because I mean and and, and then you know the last couple of years I haven't been able to do it because of uh, ICAST show but um, uh, Camp Agape which is the bereavement camp for kids and then they're doing an Agape family retreat center next for adults and families uh, that have lost lost loved ones between the age of 7 and 12 and then families can be any age um, but basically it's a it's a bereavement camp a grief camp for uh so i'm trained in grief therapy and that kind of stuff but i mean i i just i am part of that because i see the i've been through depression i've been through anxiety i've been through. i see what this world will beat you up sometimes and stuff will happen and you'll lose someone you just you can't replace there's nothing that'll bring them back and just to have that support that community that's where i'm going with that to add to your point sure absolutely
1: and and I you know and I, I tell people all the time I, I've had people literally text me or email me or message me you know through Facebook or Instagram and say, you know I, I saw you at a wherever and I was I was really intimidated, you know and 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 I'm like, why?" you know i mean <laughs> don't, it's like you're really not approachable rick <laughs> so. i mean i'm not a. am not look i'm just rick ward man that just yeah. the urban air gunner is just ag it's just a
0: yeah, thing yeah i, know, I know.
1: Uh, you know i,
0: I that's mean that's what i like I, about you is look, you're so accessible I, I man. make it my goal yeah. Do what I, I said, you're so accessible, man. It's just, you're so easy to talk to. Just like you say about me, I feel the same way about you. you yeah. Know, we, we shoot the breeze for hours. Yeah, sometimes. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I try to
1: make it a goal to make somebody's life better. Yes. Just either by a smile or a handshake or encourage, you know, encouragement. Um, I had a guy send me a message the other day and it, Boy, it really made me feel so good, and and I typically try not to lie. I mean, I went and shared that with my wife, but this guy in Washington State was at, um, he was at the Texas Airgun Show a couple years ago. Had his grandson there. Uh, well, his grandson lives in Washington State. He lives in Texas, but mm-hmm. he brought his grandson with him, and his grandson had never shot an air rifle. And, and I, you know, I mean, I just happened to be down there at the gun range that day. And, uh, he was, you know, I could see, and I said, well, do you want to shoot it? And he said, well, I've never shot one. And I showed him everything he needs to know about shooting. And I spent, you know, five minutes, maybe 10 tops with him. And, you know, it just made their day. And they came back up to the booth and I ran into them a little later on in the day. And, you know, they, they were just kind of hanging around the booth. Well, the other day, out of the blue, I get a message from this guy. Yeah. And he was like, you made such an impression. He goes, my grandson asked me, he goes, we sure missed you at the Texas Airgun Show this year. And I said, yes, sir. I said, well, I've been battling a few things. And I said, we've had, you know, some things going on in our family. I said, I've been really, really busy. And um, he says, well, my grandson – uh, wanted, he asked me if I saw you at the air gun show and I said he wasn't there. And he said, I just wanted to call or uh, message you and say, thank you for making such a huge impression on my grandson because he asked about you all the time. Oh, wow. And, and if you can take five minutes to spend with a kid, yep. And and I'm preaching to the choir because, you know, my kids, (laughs) I mean, I I spent a lot of time with them. But, I, you know, after you lose a child, you think, man, did I really spend enough time with them? Yeah, did I do enough? Yeah, sure. um, Yeah, so uh, it it was just, man, I was so taken back by that. I mean, um, that that somebody actually reached out to send a message and say thank you that you spent time with my grandkid. He's never going to forget it. Sure and uh so really yeah i mean i'm I'm the kind of guy that if you see me somewhere in public or at a show or whatever, and obviously, if somebody's got a microphone shoved in my face or a camera which I try not to do um you know yeah, I mean I know. You, know, you, you can yeah. wait you know, yeah. so I can get rid of, it. but but for the most part, you know i I love everybody, I talk to people all the time, I mean that's what I do for a living is talk, sure, but i i you know, I try to encourage people and you know, I've, I've kind of made it a goal to try to be positive and, and um, just really encourage people. I mean, if you're having a bad day, I mean, you know, you turn that frown upside down, smile, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a friendly ahead,
0: gesture. Yeah, sure. You know. Well, and to your point, too, yeah, one everybody. of the reasons why you and I do videos so much, Rick, is that is to teach that next generation because they're watching, and I, I get I get comments from them all the time. You know those those teenagers that are trying to figure out how to shoot a crossbow for the first time, or trying to figure out how to shoot a compound bow. And I've had guys that have messaged me on on uh, YouTube, my YouTube channel, before, and they're like, "You just saved me like five hours of frustration, you know, by your one video." And I'm like, "Dude, you know, I mean, I I didn't think about yeah. that when I did it, but we have no it's it's a ripple effect. We have no idea the impact we are making by our actions. That's my point. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And, and, I mean, and you yeah.
1: know, I heard something, I heard something the other day um, and I know I'm not, and I don't know who did it. The guy didn't know who, who said this. It was one of these motivational speakers that he was listening to, but it was, to me, it was so profound that it's like everybody in the world breathes the same amount of breath throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So in an eight hour day, we've all breathed the same amount of air yep. in a 10 hour day, 12 hour day. So you have a choice to, you know, when you get up, uh, take that breath and do something good with it. Yep. You know, encourage people sure. Or you have a choice to be, you know, home drum, bad attitude, negative, you know, and, and I mean, it was just kind of a the way he said it in, in the conversation. I was just like, you know, really, we do have a choice. We have a choice to make the world better, make people better, make, yep. you know, make somebody's day, you know, make somebody smile. And so that's kind of what I try to do with, with each of my breaths, because they're, they are limited yeah. You know, Yeah, they are. You know, We're we don't not know.
0: guaranteed tomorrow so. I just lost but, I just uh, found yeah. out I just found out today I lost a friend From a, a fraternity brother In my uh, music school That I went to uh, For four years When I uh, Or he was there two years While I was there And had a uh, Had a brain hemorrhage uh, Or a stroke of some kind And fell over And they tried to revive him And they couldn't get him back And he's my age And I was just like Wow I mean It, um, it can be that It can yeah. be that fleeting But you know That all being said Especially in the outdoor community Rick You know We have the opportunity to impact young lives Uh, we have the opportunity to impact new hunters or people that don't understand hunting and fishing and don't understand the outdoor lifestyle and don't understand why we do what we do for therapy and recreation more than just because it's cool to go out and catch and kill something you know what i'm saying that's right that's right i mean uh there's a
1: guy um and, and i keep you know youtube We're all about YouTube, friend. Well, you and I are both YouTube Um, creators,
0: so yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, yeah,
1: I I mean, I'm a content creator, but I I don't. uh, My YouTube channel really sucks. I mean, I just I love. I just put it that way. I
0: like your YouTube
1: channel. (laughs) Well, thank you, friend. You're my one fan. I know. Stop Um, that. (laughs) You know, there's a guy out there that I. Now, this is a really impactful story to me. It it just hit home with me. But there's there's a uh, he lives in Memphis, and uh, I'm trying to think of the name, uh, Southern Southern Air Gunner, I think it is, or okay. Southern Gunner, okay. Southern Air Gunner. So anyways, Kenny is his name. Uh, Kenny and I became really good friends over the years, and, and Kenny lost a daughter, and w- when we lost Matthew, he reached out to me and, and uh, really, really wrapped his arms around me, but um, so... I was watching early on, watching one of Kenny's videos. He had done a video on the Texan. And, uh, of course, I always, I'm very, very defensive of of Air Force air guns. So, I mean, I, you know, whenever somebody puts something out about Air Force, you know, I go and and watch it. Right. You know, really. So he did this and I got to scrolling around his videos. I even subscribed to his channel. Uh And, uh, so this video pops up. And he's talking about this military guy who was being moved uh, from one place to another. And his wife had had this Benjamin air rifle that his dad had given him. And he'd had it for all these years. It was his dad's and it was, and it was his. And anyway, she leaned it up against the car and was moving boxes and whatnot. Well, ultimately you can guess what happened. Uh It got run over and broke. Right. And it was, was unable to be repaired. Uh, so, and this guy's a military veteran. Right. So, uh, Kenny goes and buys this guy a gun and sends it to him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I was so taken back by this video. And it wasn't one of those, hey, look at me, I'm doing this. Kenny, if you ever watch his videos, you're going to you're gonna know that this guy comes, his heart's the side of Texas. Sure. I mean, he, he gives stuff away to people all the time because he said, you know what, I've got so many guns. I've been blessed with a great job because I don't have to, you know, I don't need all this stuff. And he helps people all the time. So uh, he he helps youth, uh, like uh, troubled youth. He helps them by taking them out to the range and teaching them gun safety and teaching them proper ways to shoot. And they shoot air guns. He's part of a big group that, that does this up in that area. And I was so taken back by that, and I said, you know, I need to do something. So I reached out to Air Force and asked them for some help and, and they did. You know, and they, they really stepped up to the plate and, and we got him a uh talon, um, S to, mm-hmm. to for the youth and I got him a bunch of pellets so you know he wouldn't have to keep my own pellets and stuff sure. and you know, I just those random acts of kindness. You pay it forward and it, it comes back to you tenfold. And um and I, I feel like me doing that that many years ago that, you know, when I look back at air gunning and, and the people that I've impacted, the people that have impacted me. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to gain that kind of knowledge and that kind of compassion to help people sure. along the way. And, and, you know, let's face it, are you, I mean, these kids rather sit and watch, you know, play video games and watch TV and, and and then get out in the outdoors. I mean, our country's fighting obesity and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm fat and happy. I'm not obese. I'm just fat and happy. (laughs) But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I mean it's the lack of exercise and being outdoors that, that we're getting. I mean, we don't, you know, people don't get out to do that. And, And I guess, you know, with all this rambling on that I'm doing, that makes no sense to anybody right now. That's going to get edited. Uh, the, <laughs> makes the fact sense is me. that I if you get, if you just go walk through the woods, take your air rifle, sling it over your back, go walk down a nature trail somewhere. That doesn't mean you have to kill anything. Right. But you might see a can that some bum threw out there in the woods and you go, oh, well, there's one I could shoot. Then you pick it up and put it it to receptacle. But right. Um, the fact is that I spend more time not killing stuff, uh, especially during deer season. I will sit in a deer stand every night that I can, and I have so many great opportunities to pull the trigger. I don't. Right. Uh, I just sit and I'll watch deer play and, and go by, and, you know, I'm thinking, boy, how close will that guy get to me before he wins me? Yeah. You know, I just it's, – it's about – spending time in the outdoors and hiking and fishing and uh that boy of mine matthew boy he loved to fish when we bought this little farmer on um that was that was kind of the the deal that, that sealed it i mean that when we pulled in this driveway i just had this vision of grandkids going fishing and mm. You know all this kind of stuff, and and Matthew spent his high school days down there at that pond. Wow! Uh, It's more of a stock tank. It's not a sure sure. It's not a lake. Yeah, stock tank, but it's. I mean, it covers an acre maybe. Okay. Uh, It's you know there was catfish and bass and brim and, uh, you know I mean just sitting on the porch watching those kids go out there and swim and and be kids and fish and you know i've got neighbors that call hey can we bring our grandkids over and i'm like you bet you can you know i mean it's just a it's just cool to watch kids get out and do that kind of stuff you know
0: no i get that um
1: yeah i i mean you know fishing is is very therapeutic um you know it's and hunting is therapeutic i mean getting out there and Look, you can solve the world's problems sitting in a deer stand. and You can come back home and and try to apply some of the stuff you thought about. And <laughs> you, you don't have to kill something, yeah, you know, to, yeah. to go hunting. Yeah, you know, right. you could be hunting for a, a solution to a problem, and you can that's do right. it out
0: of a deer stand so <laughs> that is so true I go. mean, that's just good that's just really good common sense about why we do what we do in the outdoors and people that don't hunt a fish don't understand the 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 power of that you know the enormity of that if you will absolutely so, I, just I mean think it's, that's uh, good.
1: it's crazy
0: yeah i just think that's good and i mean I just, you know, I'm always about, you know, no matter who listens to this show or who doesn't listen to the show, the whole goal of this podcast has always been for the greater good. It's always been if I can learn enough to teach, if I can have people that come on this show and that inspire and enlighten and educate people and entertain people at the same time, which I think both of you and I have been very entertaining tonight. Um, but I mean, you know, it's just it's just it's it's all for, you know, to why do we read magazines? Why do we watch hunting shows? Why do we listen to podcast about hunting and fishing and stuff to become better and more refined at what at at what we do in the sport and also to enjoy the journey you know it's really what it's about i am so tired of you know it's all about the the giant one you know two hundred class booner that's out there you know or or a high fence buck in texas that's 300 class you know inch deer and you know this one's bigger than yours and i paid ten thousand dollars for this one and it's starting to get too pricey you know hunting in texas especially with the land prices going up i mean and lease prices and everything are just astronomical and i'm just trying to get us back to basics so why we do what we do absolutely absolutely i need to send you a picture of that deer Here's a
1: funny thing. Uh, my dad was a big, traditional bow hunter. He he actually made his own bow. Cool. Uh, there's a very good family friend of ours down in East Texas. His name is Pete Clayton. Okay. Um, he actually um, he actually is a bow maker. He's been featured in, in several magazines, and uh, he makes his own arrows and, and everything. I mean, my dad had always loved bow hunting, and um, so... Uh, Pete used to come down to our farm down there in, in East Texas and, and hunt. My dad, you know, Pete's like, Well, James, you need to come you need to come make you a, a you need to come make you a bow. I'll show you how to make a bow. So my dad made his own bow and made his own arrows and I mean, really just head over heels in traditional hunting. Well, the trail cam that he had set up at the deer stand, I mean, it's like He would go out there, and, I mean, Mom would send me pictures, this massive deer that my dad had been feeding for several years. And every time I talked to Dad, did you see him? Oh, yeah, I saw him. Did you get the draw on him? He goes, "Nah, I couldn't get a shot at him. (laughs) I mean, that deer was literally sitting in front of the deer stand.
0: Yeah, quartering away, you know, broadside. Yeah,
1: eating corn. (laughs) Yeah and my dad just would not shoot him. Well, you know, dad passed away 4 years ago uh this month and um no, October, November. Mm-hmm. Uh November will be 4 years. And so uh my mom sent me a picture the other day. She's sitting on the back porch and sends me this picture of this big old bruiser coming through there and he's probably 14 or 15 points and that's the same deer that the buck that my dad had been feeding all of oh, years. oh man and and i show it i show it to my friends you know and it's it really he's a long ways off i mean he's uh he's out there i mean mom zoomed her phone in as tight as she could get it and took a picture but you could just see the mass on this this huge rack on this deer from east texas he's not big bodied by any means he's typical you know, East Texas deer, but the rack was just beautiful. Wow. And, and I told mom, I said, I'm coming down there to air gun that sucker. And and she's like, you know, your dad let that deer walk all those years. And and it was just, but what I'm getting at is my dad would sit in that deer stand and and he might be reading his Bible or doing a a devotion. And, um, after dad retired, I mean, he'd been a a preacher. My grandfather was a preacher. Dad was a preacher, but, um, so the thing is, I mean, he spent more time in that deer stand, not hunting. Right. But just meditating or just enjoying God's creation. I mean, yeah. Um, but I always chuckled about the fact that he let this deer go that anybody <laughs> would love to shoot. But it's still the there. the bow that they made themselves. Yeah. You know. <laughs> this is so, this, this awesome, uh, spectacular
0: right. moment. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right about the price of, of everything down there. I mean, uh my mom uh sold some land here a while back and it was you know, I it's not wasn't prime real estate or anything, but I think it was almost like ten or twelve thousand an acre. Yeah. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Oh, and it's, it's like ridiculous. ridiculous. So, and yeah. um, you know, of course more and more subdivisions are swallowing up the the ranches and the farms that I grew up on in East Texas. And I mean, every time I go back, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just blown away at how much it's grown because, um, the ranch that I actually worked on as a kid, um, and then on to my young adult years, uh, the, the ranch owner just passed away, uh, last year. And, uh, you know, I don't know if his kids are going to sell it. I mean, it's a pretty nice size ranch for being in East Texas. And, um, it's got everything you would want. I mean, it's got barns and beautiful house and, you know, just uh, ponds and creeks. I mean, that's my childhood memories of going out and camping every sure. weekend sure. and, you know, doing all that fun stuff. And, and there's that's part of the problem is there's not really any place for kids to go anymore, yeah. you know, to, to experience that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I try to encourage people to go. I love camping. Oh, yeah. I, I don't get to do it as much. Uh, but that is something that, you know, uh, my dad loved cooking with Dutch ovens and mm-hmm. I'm not as good as he was, or even, uh, don't even claim to be good at it, but that's something that, you know, you get out there it's, it's like, you had said something about trial and error Sure. one day, you know, you, you can't, you
0: can't get good at it unless you try it, yeah. you know, yeah. and start. You don't have to and, be great uh, to start, but you have to start to be great. You know, I mean, that's just the, the old Zig yeah. saying, but I mean that's that's just part of part of the way. I mean my whole point with all this is just making hunting more accessible through public lands. I mean that's important. There are podcasts that are dedicated to nothing but public land hunting that are here in Texas. But I mean I'm just all about, you know, let's let's get the kids outdoors, let's get people and, and, and be good forces to ourselves and loving ourselves and and um, you know, loving the outdoors, loving God's creation, and communing with God's creation, but also about um, you know making it more accessible for most pe- for for more people. You know, to be able to come out and experience what you and I experience. You know,
1: absolutely. And and you know the whole thing. I mean, people. It's funny because I get comments sometimes. That these guys go, "There's nothing urban about this guy." And <laughs> uh, urban air gunner, yeah. he, 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 he might be an urban hillbilly or something. But yeah. There's nothing urban about him. And and, and and rightly so. I mean I, I live on a small farm but it's just outside the city limits. Sure. And, you know, air gun hunting really became a priority for me, you know, when we bought this place because of all of the coyotes that were on this place and um you know the, the coyotes that are roaming these neighborhoods and sure. just in Georgia in general were covered with coyotes and, and but what I'm getting at with that is that there are people that are in urban areas that are going to hear this podcast and they're going to go, you know, I can't go out. I don't have property to go hunt. I hear it all the time. I, I've got a friend Well, we have a mutual friend, uh, you know, Eric Henderson, yeah. sometimes he get bummed out because he lives in a subdivision yeah, and he, you know, he's got a little backyard and he's like, man, I can't really go any place to hunt. But there's
0: industrial
1: parks out there that yep. are just sitting idle. And I probably said that once before. You on have. Your, yeah, that's on your true. Podcast it's true. I mean, you've it. got, you've got yeah, parks, I mean,
0: you've got industrial parks. You've got abandoned good. buildings and stuff like that. You've and got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's so many places.
1: You even wrote something about, about hunting, bow hunting in these. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I have. Parks.
0: Yeah, I've, I've written extensively so, about urban bow hunting. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, add urban air gunning to the, to the scene sure Um, Georgia has some urban urban deer hunting and when I talked to um, when we were up there working you know trying to get it passed I talked to somebody and told them I said you know you could really change the amount of insurance that's spent by opening up urban deer hunting seasons with air guns because you can actually go in there and kill some deer and you can kill them ethically uh, even more so with an air gun than you can with a bow, in my opinion. Oh, sure. And, you know, the amount of deer car collisions that we have in the state of Georgia, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I mean, I've got a brand-new truck, and I, I hit a deer with it for my first oil change, you know. Oh, my
0: gosh. And, <laughs> the oh, it was
1: stupid. <laughs> it was stupid, man. I was so oh, mad. Boy. But uh, th- but that's the thing. And I said, if you will go to the insurance, you know, to, to the guy that, is in charge of, you know, that kind of stuff. And you go to the insurance commission and y'all sit down and go, you know, if we could open up urban deer hunting seasons in these areas that are plagued with deer car collisions, you know, you can cut down on some of that. So then in turn, the hunting community comes in there and starts hunting and and we're helping you. Right. We're helping you not have such high premiums and and all this kind of stuff. I mean – there's so many great opportunities for that. There's a lot of states that have urban air gun hunting. Right. Uh, it's only a week long. Some of them are two days long. Some of them
0: are, you know,
1: whatever they may be. But, you know, Missouri was great. I loved going to Missouri because they had urban air gun hunting. Yeah. No, that's
0: and um, that's solid. You know, you,
1: yeah, you go into somebody's backyard and whack a deer. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's just that thrill of being able to hunt with an air rifle and it's, it's, you know, guys bow hunt because it's personal. Mm-hmm. It's That's up close and personal. And it, uh, until maybe 10 years ago when bows became ridiculously fast and strong, um, <clears throat> they, um, you know, my cousin used to tell me all the time, he goes, he won't use a, he won't use a, a release. He uses right. his fingers, fingers finger yeah. tabs. because it's, to him, it is more personal. Sure. Holding that bowstring back and letting it go from his own fingers. Mm-hmm. I can say that. And uh, you know, air gunning is the same way. Yeah. To me, um, it's it's personal. That connection. You know, you yeah. you get that. Yeah, you can shoot that deer. You can shoot that deer from, you know, ten yards, hundred yards, wherever. Right. And it's to me, it's personal. Yeah. Because it's up close. It's not like sitting out there with a, a 700 wind mag or 300 <laughs> wind mag or seven millimeter mag, <laughs> 7mm whatever.
0: Magnum. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I and, know. And cranking one out there. Four or five hundred yards and go, yeah, man. That defeated <laughs> smoked them. Look, my hat's <laughs> off the long range shooters out there. Yeah, I know. won't any Yeah, off. nothing but love for you guys. But no, th- th- there's place for them too. But I see exactly what you're saying. It's an intimate. It's an intimate experience when you're with a bow or an air gun, and that's one reason why they call me the outside of the box rider because I write about crossbows and air guns and compound bows and all kinds of stuff that not everybody in the mainstream talks about. But I mean, it's it's really more of a of a private experience. You know, like what you're talking about, Rick. It really is. So, yeah. Yeah. Just Absolutely. And I,
1: and I uh, you know, there's 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 so many great things about being able to be an air gunner. I mean, uh, Tim from uh, Air Gun Hobby Magazine asked me one time, he goes, What is your, you've you got this saying. He goes, I always hear it. Don't just hunt it, air gun it. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, it, it, First of all, I'm a huge lonesome dove fan and, and old Gus had that sign out there that that said, uh we don't rip pigs, yeah, and uh it had you the Latin on there it was "Uvarum, Uvarum, feet, you very double feet, or whatever it was mm-hmm. and he he said it's a motto, and it just says itself, yeah but if you really look into it uh when you're when you're talking about hunting with an air gun, it to me don't just hunt it air gun it means uh, to be the best you can be at what you're doing at that moment. Sure. And that's using an air rifle because you don't have, you've got one shot. Yes. You've got, um, you know, you've got to make that one shot count yeah. and, and you need to be better than the average guy that's using a powder burner. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, that's just kind of what that means to me is, is be the best you could be with an air rifle. And, um, Uh, you know, Air Force came out with that 257 last year, and it's such a phenomenal rifle. I've got guys that that call me and they're like, dude, I just shot a prairie dog out at 250 yards. You know, and I mean, they're just, with an air rifle, I mean, who would have thought,
0: you know, that air
1: would propel a projectile that far and still be accurate and deadly. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, and, and that's something that that I'm actually working on my 257. Um, I'm setting it up. I'm gonna put a new scope on it and stuff like that. Sure. And I got to go out and tune it. But um, I'm gonna do some long range coyote hunting uh, cool. this year. Uh, we're actually setting up a, a hunt and some filming uh, to go out and try to shoot some coyotes
0: at at distance with an air rifle. Great, yeah, um, that's a good flat shooting round too. Up yeah. until now,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, up until now, I mean, I've killed, I've killed you know, lots of coyotes with a, uh, 45 caliber. Sure. I mean, I, my longest shot was like 134 yards, mm-hmm. uh, on a coyote at, at night in the dark, uh, with night vision on my, my rifle that costs you know, more than the rifle. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's thinking outside the box, sure. challenging myself to, to go out and do these with it, things with an air rifle. And, um, uh you know, I I've shot bobcats. We got a lot of quail plantations down here. Um, and I've you know, we've got a lot of bobcats. They're not as pretty as the uh South Texas and West Texas bobcats <laughs> are by any means. We don't have right. those big bodied salt and pepper, beautiful bellied yeah. animals, but uh we do have some fair bobcats around here and um you know, I've taken guys I took uh Iraq veteran out and we got it on film. He shot a uh, bobcat at 80 yards in the dark mm. uh, with thermal on that, with a Texan. And we got it on film that you know how electric a bobcat is, man. He probably jumped four foot in the air and, you know, hit the ground. And he was done, wow. you know. Wow, um, wow. And I've done the same. I've shot him you know, 65, 70 yards on these quail plantations because that's the number one killer of bat and fire ants, the number one killer of quail out here. Mm-hmm. uh that. so you know there's so many great things that you can do with an air rifle so
0: absolutely i, I just can't
1: say it enough i mean you know obviously we're talking air rifles but uh so uh tell me about your uh you know you're going to be hunting this year obviously texas got opened up last year yes uh for air gunning uh, did you get a chance to go kill deer with
0: an air gun I did not I did not because the guy at the at the place that I hunt at uh didn't believe that it was like as powerful of uh, enough of a gun to get it done and he's like why can't you just bring your 308 I'm like I bring a 308 air gun <laughs> you know <laughs> but um yeah. you know i I just I, I hunt. some of the places I hunt are just kind of the guys are just kind of um you know old school on on wanting to shoot stuff with a with a powder burner but you know I like eric Henderson you know got a got got some experience i mean a couple of other other texas hunters that are out here got some experience with the air gun and i'm i sent my 45 texan my first texan off to um chester moore to deer hunt with this year and uh, i'm gonna hunt with another air gun i think and um you know, I just, I just think it's cool. I mean, I just kind of think it's, it's, uh, it's just neat. And I've, I've killed hogs and exotics and stuff with, with air guns, and I've known how powerful they are. I don't need to prove anything necessarily with shooting a whitetail with it, but I just, I love, I just love it, man. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, the thing is, I, man, I've got such a busy schedule. I really have. I've been asked, Air Force asked me if I would be interested in coming to Texas and, and, and hunting deer. And sure. I absolutely would, you right. know, uh, of you course, this through, year yeah. um, we're going to try to get as much footage as we can uh, for SHOT Show and other sure. other videos and stuff, you know, deer hunting here in Georgia. But I will tell you that, you know, if you have trouble getting a place to hunt, I do have some connections down there and, cool. um, you know, in East Texas and I could probably get you on some property to hunt. No, uh, deer. Be, In fact, yeah. I still have a family farm down there that um Oh yeah. we might be able to get our get our hands on some of those deer down there. Of course, you know, they they come and go. There's so many ranches around there and farms, you know, the, sure. the deer just cross through our property. But you know, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun to, to yeah. you know, get with you and you and I at some point or even if you flew out here to, to Georgia. To Georgia yeah, sure. You know, and,
0: and uh, be fun, got yeah.
1: you a three day hunting pass. Well,
0: and you I know, was... Uh, we
1: figure out a way to get a sponsored hunt for Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. That would
0: be really good. Yeah, pay for Dustin to come fly over there and hunt. But no, I just... Uh, the, the one reason I wanted to talk about air guns is, you know, this is the second year in Texas that they're legal. And I just think... I just want to broaden people's horizon that there's more to hunt with than just what we call powder burners, you know, in the air gun world. And I've written about this. I've uh, podcasted about this. I've videoed about this. I've, I've featured every air gun that I own uh just about on uh, on video and i mean i just this is the thing that i champion the most because um, it's, it's a great way, way to get kids in the outdoors. It's just a great way to, um, to enjoy some pastime, you know, just out there plinking or, or, uh, or, or, hunting with a, with an air gun and it's cheaper than a 22. I mean, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, a little bit of investment, like you talked about the cost of the PCP air guns, you know, 700 to $1,200, you know, for something like that. But once you pay for it, I mean, you're, you're golden. All you have to do is just pay for air refills for the, uh, for the scuba tank, you know, buy you a scuba tank and get you some air refills, you know? So but anyway, I've kept you for almost an hour and a half, so I guess we better go. <laughs> but I just yeah, uh no, that's fine. We uh we really did a good 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 show tonight. This is great. So, Man, I,
1: I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and sure. um you can um you know, you can send people to my, you know, YouTube channel and um you know, I mean, Urban Air Gunner. And, yeah, um, I'll put
0: it all on, on the Instagram, show notes, too. Instagram, you've got at Facebook. Urban Airgunner. Air, at Urban Air Gunner. At Urban Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. What else? Yeah. I've got a lot of lot of fingers and a lot of pies. Yeah, um, I know you do, that for sure. So, Air Force Air Guns, and you can watch some of your stuff over there. And, um, yeah, good stuff, man, for sure so um, absolutely well thank you so much for joining us absolutely. on the phone buddy i really appreciate you so much rick
1: yeah it was my pleasure dustin i mean i always i always love uh having the opportunity to talk about air gun hunting and uh bragging about my friends at air force air guns i mean they are great people as <laughs> yeah. well as you know everybody in the outdoor industry that i've ever met i mean there's there's always going to be a bad apple
0: somewhere sure.
1: i mean you know that's you know, I know there's tons of stories out there about so-and-so this and -and so-and-so that, but you know, if you surround yourself with smart people and and people that have integrity, um, they actually find a way to make you better. That's right. Um, you know, I feel like a better person just hanging around you and, I mean, you always inspire me whenever we talk and oh. you know, I I drive down the road and I think, man, I gotta I gotta really I don't I don't wanna let Dustin down. I gotta
0: keep
1: <laughs> keep working moving forward. So you What know, is it uh, Chester yeah, said at a shot show this uh,
0: year I had the James Brown work ethic. So <laughs> you know, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> so ow. Anyway. Yeah, uh, really
1: great people in the outdoor industry. But, again, thank you so much for for having me on. And, um, you know, anytime your listeners, you know, want to hear it again, man, I I always love being on with you.
0: And and hopefully if I ever start a podcast and and get you on and interview you. Yeah, man, that would be great. That will be awesome. Well, thanks so much, Rick. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rick Ward, the Urban Air Gunner. You can check him out online. Check him out on Facebook. You can friend request him. He's just a heck of a guy to get to know and watch. And I love watching his YouTube channel. Love um, seeing all the stuff that he's into. He's kind of your cowboy rodeo guy, but also rolled down to the earth, good Christian man. And um, just uh, just just love the, the heck out of that guy. And I'm just so excited to have the chance to share this with you guys, uh, the Texas Outdoor Nation. And uh, you know, I just hope you will share the show. Hopefully, you will tell a friend about the show. Hopefully, you will uh, you know have a kid listen to the show i love to have youth that listen to the show because this is this is the future i mean podcasting is going to be with the weight that's not going away it's the way things are and that's why i've been doing it so hardcore for the last four years uh it's just it's, it's a blessing to be able to do this turn on this microphone every two weeks and knock this out because i this is therapeutic for me so know that you guys are a big blessing in a lot of ways just for listening so if you have not done so already please sign up for our newsletters they are free you get a new one every three days a week, and that is uh, the Tactical and Practical, or the, the I believe they call it just the Tactical Tuesday, or the Tactical and Practical Tuesday, uh, Wildlife Wednesday, which is now called Wilderness Wednesday, and then the Texas State of the Outdoor Nation, uh, our Thursday newsletter, which encompasses the stories from Tuesday and Wednesday, as well as uh, more stories and kind of a summary of the week and gets you ready for the weekend. So Tuesday through Thursday, we have uh, stories there at fishgame.com. You can sign up for that on the right-hand sidebar. Check out the Hero brand of uh, detergents and, and, uh, and cleaning supplies and everything while you're there. They're sponsoring our website this month, and uh, they've got banners all over the place. We've even got a slider banner for them as well. So fun stuff. Um, just so excited, guys. So excited. Every show is a blast, and just had the chance to do this with you guys. This is great. So, again, please tell your friends about the show. Uh, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you've not done so already, and um just just let's spread the texas outdoor nation let's get out there and uh and go hunting and fishing and camping and hiking and all the things that we love to do with our families and with our kids and with uh even those that, that don't understand this stuff you know if you just introduce them to some nice axis roast or uh you know a nice uh, venison steak or um, you know, some nice fish that you caught, some catfish nuggets or, or uh, something like that, you know. It's a great way to introduce people to the, the, the fruits of our bounty in the outdoors, and that's really what I wanted to leave you guys with this show. We have so much more in this sport of, sporting tradition of hunting and fishing and the outdoor lifestyle that we can share with people because of our victories in the outdoors. And our victories don't even really mean coming home with something. It's just great memories and just sharing time in God's creation. So thank you guys so much for watching, reading, and listening. Have an awesome day in the outdoors. We'll see you next time.